goddamn asteroids. What did we watch? <laughs> what did you choose, Sean? Space Raiders. Yes. Space Raiders. A Roger Corman joint. Repurposed from other things. Yeah. Notably Battle Beyond the Stars. So, like, he he produced this, right? Um, That's what he does, yeah. Yeah, so he does he ever... I mean, I will say this. Like, I'm not that educated on Roger Corman. I haven't even seen Battle Beyond the Stars. So, which I'm going to change soon. But um, did um, he ever just direct stuff, or was he always a producer? I think, like, early westerns. The early western okay. stuff he did. He directed several... Uh, he did... Did he directed Little Shop of Horrors, didn't he? The yeah, I was pretty original sure he one, actually yeah. directed the original, so. yeah. I've seen that. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's directed some movies, yeah. not, but he's produced a hell of a lot more than he's directed, yeah. for sure. Right. I figured right. that was less work. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did good, Sean. Good choice. You chose well. Thanks. Yeah. This one was uh, in the hat because of me, too, so I, I even feel a little bit better oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yes, we were browsing through uh, my collection out they're not in here which several has weeks ago stuff. yeah yeah and that just that came up in the conversation of like oh what's this kind of thing it, it you know it's got a fetching cover i would say mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah for sure um yeah so i i uh i dug this one yeah, yeah me this too. was not a stinker this is uh god i i don't even know really like it's a real movie it's a it's a real it's, movie yeah, it's an actual movie and, and it's a very enjoyable movie yeah. So I'm kind of stymied on how we should proceed with well, this episode. Well, I mean, it's 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 got its issues. <laughs> let's 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 not beat no, around the bush. Right. Like, no, it's not it a perfection is, film. By yeah. Any well, means, I'll but. I'll just say that I I have seen it before and I watched it as a kid. Uh, this was 1983, so I was pr probably the same age as the kid that's in the movie. Yeah, that must have been awesome. Um, but but I re I vividly more so remember Battle Beyond the Stars. And then when I saw Space Raiders, I was like, why are they using the same ships? I know, right? Battle Beyond the Stars. So it wasn't until probably a, a good decade or two later, once you start learning who your directors are, who yeah. your producers are, who Roger Corman is, or whoever it is, uh, when you know the story of Roger Corman, he likes to utilize as much as he possibly can from his other films and not even try to hide it. Yeah. Uh, the, the ship from Battle Beyond the Stars is in this as the main ship as well. I know that that ship has been used in other films, and I can't remember which one it was, but they, they just turned it upside down. Okay. Essentially. Um, now, it looked like just from, because, you know, when I was looking at the Battle Beyond the Stars, it looked like it was a slightly different color. Was that the, is that the case? Did they just repaint it? Oh, it's a repaint job for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it, it's very orange. Right. In Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, is it? Okay. They might have just muted it a bit Interesting. in this one. But I could still tell that there was an orange. I also like how that's not the ship that's on the cover. So they were like trying to like fool people and be like, no, it's actually not the same ship, but it's totally the same yeah, but ship. They have like the hammerhead one on there? No, that's not even... Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that is in the movie at all. Yeah, it's yeah, like... I don't, I don't recognize that. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely just not in the movie at all ship. Um, but I don't. I don't think I saw this one in the theater. I did. I do have a fondness, uh, a fond memory of Battle Beyond the Stars. We because we're not going to be doing it here. But I, I just I love telling this story because it's so vivid in my brain. We would go to the drive-ins, mm. and my sister and I would be in the back. Mom and Dad would be in the front, and you know they were usually like double or triple features. Um, I don't. I don't. I believe this one was just a double feature. 
triple feature? But I don't know if it was triple or not, or if we just showed up late, but I definitely remember Battle Beyond the Stars, because that's what we watched. By the time the last feature came on, you know, we fell asleep in the back, my sister and I, because mm. it was so late, and it was um, Up in Smoke. Oh, wow. Followed it. Mm. And my parents were laughing so hard and they kept waking us up and i was going what are you laughing what's so funny you know because we want to know mm-hmm. where you know this must right. be a good movie and so then they had to leave because they kept waking us up by their <laughs> laughter so that's like my memory of battle beyond the stars and of course i've seen that one many more times um since then but uh yeah space raiders came out on blu-ray for some reason it, it just it 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 bounced back into my memory and and i ordered it and i haven't seen it in in quite a long time so it was nice to kind of so it's your first revisit. time watching the the blu-ray as well yes okay yeah it's just one of the i mean it's i i'm just like you guys i will buy stuff for the sake of sure. like okay i just you know one day i'll crack this open or just to collect it or um you know i know i'm not gonna just throw it in the pile of crap or mm. you know it's something to share for sure yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's there's certainly things about this film that are very low budget, not just the the repurposed scenes, which you don't have to take your word for that, because I, I don't think I've seen the films that are repurposed, but even within the film itself, mm-hmm. it reuses the same explosion effects. Mm-hmm. It um, It's got multiple of the exact same model shot of ships that you just see over and over again in the film. Um, Some of them are like reversed. You know, we had like the one that was like the really big ship that was panning around from one side and then occasionally you'd see it panning around from the other side. Yeah. Um, You know, so I'm sure that it's just like the mirror image of that exact same thing. Um, You know, so it's got a lot of stuff like that. It's got, um, you know, like a lot of times hokey special effects where it's like a wound will move like literally he got shot on the other side right, when he first got shot chest, yeah. yeah 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 and then it's and then next is, is is next, the it's side. different right so there's like a lot of things like that um but with all that said like i think the core of this film um is actually really solid um i really like how it you know it really seemed incredibly original in a lot of ways mm-hmm. even though yeah okay you look at this like okay this is just uh, you know a Battlestar galactica whatever you know it's star wars but um you know you have things like it starts off with a bunch of these people who are literally just going in and robbing a place right and they're not only killing robots and they're not killing bad guys like they're straight up robbing a place right. and they're actually like killing people but like they end up to be your heroes. And I found that to be really interesting because like usually you're going to have more kind of, yeah, okay. So if someone's going to be an anti-hero, they're not really going to do anything that bad. Right. I mean, you know, sure you might have, you know, Han Solo shooting Greedo, but that's not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. Like these people are straight up, you know, criminals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like this little boy stows away, which I don't think we ever find. Do we ever know why he does that? Well, I think he just stowed away to get away from the, the yeah, battle that was... get out of here kid right yeah and his um, curiosity i suppose I, I i could you could even say that about the bug like he was curious mm-hmm. about the bug right and capturing the bug that was almost like a like you would say like a simile to him being a stowaway uh-huh. like he was the bug trapped in the ship yeah, yeah, yeah you know oh no he needs to breathe and you know so like then the, the can was him getting on the ship huh as opposed to being i, I do like that that is an interesting like little metaphor thing um I like that and you know so i and i like how there you know there was 
stuff about how when um you know when like the he's there's some just some really good scenes in this like with the scene with the that the kid shooting the asteroid oh, the, the kid shooting the asteroid's a highlight moment yeah of the- it's so good um and he's like drinking a beer and i like how it's like they like here kid have a beer and it's like this kind of great bonding moment of like you're one of us but at no point does any one of them say no don't give that kid alcohol right right well they're they're pirates yeah no and that's great like they're genuinely pirate have a beer hot shot god damn rocks <laughs> Don't murder those people that are. <laughs> yeah. Weird, yeah. You know. Because the kid straight up kills people later in the movie, and there's they don't question it at all. Nope. It's, yeah, and and what it reminds me of, it does, like you said, it it reminds me of a pirate story. Yeah. Because there's always the stowaway, the young stowaway that's on the pirate ship that didn't like even Cabin Boy did that uh-huh. know, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think that's where the root of it came from. As far as their story goes, yeah, I, and I'm I'm going to mention Battle Beyond the Stars more than more often than not, but Battle Beyond the Stars is um, uh, the Seven Samurai mm. uh, story, yeah, Magnificent Seven, told sure, again, sure, sure, space. So this really brought to mind a few things for me. I know mm-hmm. you were saying Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. but it really brought to mind um, Guardians of the Galaxy, sure, and also Galaxy Quest. You know, very much. Which I know that, you know, Galaxy Quest is obviously Star Wars or Star Trek, you know, but um, I really felt that this was, I mean, even to the point of like, you know, when you the said, by, by, yeah, <laughs> but, but when you were like by Grabthar's Hammer, I was like, oh, dude, yeah. that I thought about, you know, constantly I thought about Alan Rickman's character from Galaxy Quest yeah. with that guy. Because the alien on the ship had the same yeah. kind of, you know, weird shaped head. Yeah. Shaped head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, you know, well, spoilers that he gets killed and when he dies in front of the boy, I mean, it was a perfect opportunity Absolutely. to say, you know, yeah. by Greg But I was Star's thinking hammer. about that the whole thing. Bigger spoiler, everybody gets killed. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like everybody dies cool. in this Let's movie. Let's get that out of the way. There's a reason <laughs> that their Space Raiders did not become a franchise. <laughs> right? They're like, well, we're not like, making any two sequels people to this. survive this whole movie. <laughs> so was I right or wrong that his parents were on that big hammerhead ship? I don't know, man. I lost I, so track. I thought they were. The, the I lost spatial, track. no pun intended, awareness of oh, where yeah. everybody was at this time. It was, it it, was it, hard. It's, it's very Big difficult. time. Hmm. It, it felt like at some point they were, you know, they just said... Uh, we don't want to have any more than like two and a half minutes without something happening in space. So it's just let's just they just took footage and just put it in there, even if it didn't really make any sense. It's just here's a ship shooting another ship, or here's a yeah. ship zooming around. Right. The next year was when Last Starfighter came out, and that also has underdeveloped characters in it. I think that mm-hmm. that was more by design because they wanted that to become a franchise. But, you know, like the whole Zer and the bad guys are never really yeah. developed, you know, at all. And in this case, really, the what should be the heroes are never really developed at all. It's right. like the kids' parents are non-parents. They're not bad. You know, they're not ever shown as bad people. Sure. But the corporation that they work for is implied to be bad. Yeah, but you never nefarious. really see why. But yeah, they and, and the woman who kind of runs that ship that uh-huh. is 
pretty like mean spirited and ruthless, but again, but not you don't evil. know why. You know, but you she's know. not like evil. I didn't see unless I just like lost like no. what no, evil but she was, did she was she was careless. She was right. just like, I'll shoot down this ship with your son on it. I totally. don't care. She if, we, if, we, like, if we get him, great. Yeah. You know, if if we don't, then I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. yeah so totally. that wasn't his mother. No, I don't oh, think I, that I was his mother. So, no. yeah. I thought it was like mom and dad, like right. trying to get their kid back, but it was just dad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just the dad. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, I thought it was the dad going up the chain of command. So this uh, is kind of like Finding Nemo. <laughs> I mean, I guess the like, kid, you know, yeah. doesn't have a mom. The dad right. is like trying to find his kid. There yeah, could be a if whole, it, like, never... there could be a whole separate movie <laughs> right. if there was more murder in Finding right. Nemo. <laughs> no, yeah. then no. Take Finding Nemo. Okay. And then put it in the dad's perspective. Right. And right. just do a whole movie on the dad's perspective, and it'd be just like Finding Nemo. Yeah. It'd just be, you know, him just standing in a room watching ships on a screen constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the same animation. <laughs> right. Of the model of the yeah. ship. I felt that the, uh, I really like the energy of it was how, it, you know, they had another part that I really, really loved was like the needless, just like ground roll. It's like the when the 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 the, oh, the yeah. female space raider yep. when she was like shooting at people, and then she like gets down, does a roll, and it like sits up and shoots something, and that was completely unnecessary. Right. But I kind of felt that's what they were going for, and there was just like a lot of energy to everything like i just kind of got the impression of a director saying no more energy you know and it's just like because every time they were running and specifically flight plan who is the name of the little alien guy um he uh he would just like always had this prance about him, and I thought it was really funny. And he didn't play him like How he like hopped over that body, yeah. that robot or whatever. He did like he a little on. a little skip hop, yeah. and he's wearing like this purple scarf. And they're not like playing him as effeminate at all, no. but like he definitely. And I think you know in his character he wasn't that at all, but very much like the way he moved. He had like this this you know his this was the only one that was like open all the way down, and he had like. This this purple scarf that he always wore. Yeah, and you could say because he's an alien, maybe, you know, like his, you know, his body movements yeah. were more fluid if it was conscious of him as building the character to do that. Absolutely. Uh, kind of like um like like cat on uh, uh Red Dwarf. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't understand that reference, but um, Oh my gosh, you have yeah. to watch Red Dwarf. Isn't that like a lot? Isn't Red Dwarf like 90 million episodes or something? <laughs> like, yes, but I mean once you start you'll just get him to talk I don't got time, but I mean if you want to give me a if you want to give me a selection of the best Red Dwarves, I'll take a crash course on Oh, it, you, you can't know no, because it, yeah. it it goes, you know, it's a it's a series that <laughs> I don't I don't have time. They're not necessarily episodic. <laughs> um, but you know, I I well, you know, make well, it's a only super 12, cut. Twelve seasons, right? Yeah, so I'm saying, like, there's like twelve seasons. Make it, make like a Over super cut. Thirty for years. Me. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can do the curated version of Red Dwarf, but they're only half me. an hour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like you know still it. going or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they picked it up again. Maybe yeah. like 10 I do need years to watch ago, uh, Red Dwarf. My friend Lucy was actually in an episode of Red Dwarf. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. So um, I didn't realize it was still going. Yeah, I thought it was something that ended years ago. Well, it but. did, but then it started up again. I think in like season ten. Yeah, they decide to revisit it, and it's 
like every couple of years they put out another season. Nice. Awesome. With all the original people, original writers, all that stuff. But it wasn't just that guy too. Like, I mean, sure he pranced around, but really everybody, they always just like I, each one of them had like a, a certain kind of style. Like you had the 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 chick, she was always just like, you know, holding a weapon, you know, like this and like shooting up and then it's like they would always just wherever they were going, like they did it with with feeling. It it <laughs> reminded me a bit of Buckaroo Banzai and that uh-huh. Mm -hmm. that everybody had their own little character right Uh, they didn't have enough time to really express that too much but by the end of the film i mean you did you recognized who each participant was and yeah somewhat what their strengths were and they believed in the you know in in, uh, uh protecting this kid and getting this kid home um, you actually, you know, you felt for it. I mean, I not to say that I was bawling at the end of mm, this. Yeah, yeah. But by the, you know, when when Hawk was hurt and everybody else was dead, and they're just they're on their last string, last mm-hmm. hope. Uh, you know, you you felt it. You know, it, you felt the emotion. There was emotion. It there. seemed it, to have genuine emotion yeah. in it. You know, I actually think it's pretty genuinely well acted too. For the the most kid part. did not bother totally. me. Yeah. Yeah. You would think, like, when you see, like, a, a, a child in a movie, um, yeah. you'd be going, oh, my gosh, I can't, this is just going to, like... child actors, oh, my God. Like, no. I, it's like, you know, and I don't think I'm alone here. No. no. Ugh, you know, but it's like, yeah, he was totally fine. Like, he mm-hmm. acted it well. I think the end scene where he was crying, um, you know, he acted that pretty good. Like, he wasn't... He wasn't like annoyingly precocious. Um, he acted like an actual kid. He wasn't too cutesy. Um, yeah, he I wasn't, definitely. He wasn't uh, Butch the bully. Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. He wasn't Butch the bully. Yeah, I definitely yeah, liked him a lot. He was not having it up at right. all at any point. Lord, I feel like picking on someone. And look over there. If it's not cool, Cat Maria, they think they're so cool. Long a punk up. Maria's pity, yeah? Shock texture's ugly. <laughs> um, the, uh, and I like how, like, you know, they had, like, one of their own die early on, and they felt it. You know, it wasn't like you got the impression. That's one thing I really liked about the the world building was sure we come into it and we don't get a lot of backstory about what's happening. But you see in the way that they, you know, it's like one of their own gets shot and they bring him back to the ship and they're trying to bring him back to life. And they, you know, like say words over him after he's dead. And it's like you can tell he was a member of the family and that these aren't just like cold hearted space pirates who don't care. Like, yeah, they are doing things you know there are killing people and stuff like that but that doesn't mean they have to be one-dimensionally evil you know they can still care for their own they can still take care of this little kid um i also like the idea of like kind of just the plot way of having the little boy stow away on there and that's why they can't just shoot them down right and so you know that i like the fact they're like well we can't just shoot it there, there's a kid aboard mm. um so they actually it kind of gave them a, a good baked in reason to not just well and it. not only that but to a there, degree there were there were a lot of things in this that had um uh payoffs uh-huh. So even uh, we'll you know start at the beginning when they were trying to uh save their friend, their their partner. Uh they used all that equipment. Well, yeah. that showed up again at the very cuz mm-hmm. the kids saw all that interaction of like this guy got shot. Right. They had to use the penis pump, they had to use <laughs> this other thing, uh the the bike tire inflator thing <laughs> and With the suction cup at the end of it. So we knew and plus 
I was like, well, where would he know where all that stuff is? But then I remember when he was just kind of meandering around the ship, he was kind of poking around and looking where stuff was. So, I mean, it's reasonable that he'd be able to find that that medical kit right away at the end. But um, uh, there was also the thing, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy thing that I thought of, is that, you know, he can fit into tight spaces. Oh, yeah. So they did that at the beginning. They also did that kind of toward the end when he, like, got away from the bad guys and was crawling through this, uh, the ducks or whatever. Um, and I thought they'd bring that again. But at least they did a lot of that stuff in twos mm-hmm. at at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are like other examples, but you know that that's something that a lot of the lower budget films forget to do is have your payoff. So show you something once, and then totally. you know and that's it. I mean, you could even say like drinking the beer thing, you know, had like payoffs and times. Of too. course, yeah, even I mean the cans of beer in general, you know, using the can to have the 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 little creature held in mm-hmm. and everything. It's like yeah, that that stuff was brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see myself actually using that lesson as a kid. Like if I if I uh-huh. saw this as a kid, like I would I would cut open a can like that and put a bug in there or something and right. walk around with it. Yeah, yeah. Which and that was also really smart too because you know they had like this great uh, stop motion bug in the mm-hmm. beginning, and you know they're like they they can't do stop motion this whole movie. They don't have the budget for that, so their solution to it was to put it in a can. And he's still carrying it around, but you can't see it anymore, so they don't have to do the special effect anymore. Right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Was that bug reused from anything? Do you recognize that? I don't think it was. No. Oh, okay. But we also asked if James Cameron was somehow connected to some of the modeling or right yeah and i didn't see him in the credits he wasn't in the credits um, but rachel talalay was right um you know who uh, as we discovered you know directed tank, tank girl. girl um and uh but yeah i mean again like who knows who was all ever actually fully credited as i understand it roger corman just had a factory essentially and you know he had sure. all these people coming through and working there for a little bit and just kind of learning the craft there and i'm sure he had a lot of very talented people but there is, uh, you know, there is a <laughs> a disparate amount of special effects in this. Some of it are just like not good at all. Well, and and also, I think, and I could be wrong here, or I could be completely right, is that if you're reusing footage, do you necessarily mm. have to give that person good point credit? Yeah, I mean, back especially back then, right? It's right. like, oh, I already own this, and it's I I already gave them credit on that last movie, sure, that is originally for. But I think that's the reason for a lot of the look of this movie being uneven. Yeah, yeah some yeah. of that footage is several years old. Some of it's brand new. Some of it, who knows when it was used, or sure, or the quality of the print that they pulled it from, even right. So. Um. You know what this also reminded me of is Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially even down to the point, you know, of where um, that he was like an ex-military guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, uh, you know, that's never really explored a whole lot. But, yeah, very, very Firefly. Absolutely. And the family yeah. ties of everybody on that ship together. Yeah. Now, I, I can see... When you where you saw Guardians of the Galaxy is where I saw Firefly. Yeah, well, and I also saw the Firefly, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, 
I, I think it's got, you know, and Guardians draws on things like Firefly sure. as well, right? You know, so yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I saw that. And I think it's just had like really good lines in it. Like there's the part where she was like, uh, she was like, oh, I don't like kids, but especially nice kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's such a good line. Um, and then what was the line with the, the, the asteroid? What was the exact line? Goddamn rocks. <laughs> goddamn oh, yeah, goddamn rocks. Rock. Yeah, exactly. It was so good. Goddamn rocks. <laughs> It was fantastic. And there was, like, a lot of good little business in there as well. Like, there's the whole, um, you know, space uh, bar brawl that happens. Oh, um, yeah, in the in the cantina. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. the cantina thing. Uh, I thought that was just I love super the guy fun. that every time you go to that cantina is building a house of cards right. in the center. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's And just... my favorite part is that somebody, uh, he it, like, there's chaos going around, him, uh-huh. and he's trying to balance this house of cards. <laughs> so it doesn't top over but there is a scene where somebody walks by and does bump the right. table and the entire card <laughs> rocks yeah totally and I, I think my favorite part was the part where there's like a guy with a bunch of tentacles eating like a pie <laughs> <laughs> like a space pie and he's like getting down on this space pie he's like really into it and then like during the fight somebody just grabs the space pie away and throws it in somebody's face and I'm like come on any movie where you get a space pie in the face ain't all bad and also you know Dick I mean, Miller cameo dick miller cover that wearing a oh, freaking well, yeah, had, space yeah. helmet you know and it's just like and literally dick miller in the movie for like you know a minute of the whole movie and that's it that's his credit and dick miller's just like as this hologram like space car salesman he's like selling spaceships and it's just dick miller like in you know just like a suit but wearing like, like a, a used car salesman yeah, suit. Yeah, it's like a used car salesman yeah. suit wearing like a space helmet, and that's it with like two tubes not even attached to anything. <laughs> it's so good. It's crazy Mel. Yeah. Crazy, crazy Mel. Mel. Oh, perfect. And then also, oh, and I wanted to get his name. Like, I wish I, you know, I had this memorized, but like it's uh, William Boyette, um, who I absolutely love in The Hidden. As like oh, the, that's yeah. where I, I was yeah, trying yeah. to place yeah. him. As I kept, I was like, I was like, because it's those goddamn I like eyes this and car. eyebrows. Yeah, I like that yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> I like this car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I really, I really loved that guy from the Hidden, and so it's nice to see him pop up as well. They need a proper release of the Hidden. Oh, I they're there's, supposed to do one. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They did just do a Blu-ray. Warner Archive. It was like last year, I think. It's, it's really or good. Earlier it's this really year. good. It's really good. Really good. Really good. Yeah. It's not like it does. Does it have a ton of special features? It has all the. Fe- I mean, could you do a more super sure, deluxe sure. edition? Gotcha. Absolutely. Awesome. But I, yeah. I believe it has everything that was on the DVD. Hey, Shout Factory, Scream Factory. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Get do on the it. hidden. Hey, Arrow, I'm talking to you. Arrow, you do have the hidden. You have a relationship with Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know you do. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh man, hidden's such a good movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I definitely dig this man. I mean, it it had. Oh yeah, I want to talk about the kind of villain. I can't remember his name. This green dude. Like, I really liked he him was great. too. Yeah, he was super good. You know, it, it takes a lot to act behind all that makeup oh, and dude. really emote. And but I'm he sure definitely he, did. He probably couldn't see anything. Oh, not nah, no way. He was literally blind through the whole thing. There's no way he was seeing. Well, he was that either he's either sitting down or just standing in one spot. Sure, sure. So yeah, he didn't really have to do anything. And I looked wrong. at. I don't the, even remember Chewbacca. Uh? 
Oh no, that that's definitely not in the movie it's at the all. Puppy man. Well played, puppy sir. Face. That thing is not in the movie. <laughs> Did he get cut? Is there a deleted scene someplace in oh, here? Oh, sure. You know, maybe it's just like the spaceship. It's not in there because they were like, you know, I'm sure that they wanted to get a Star Wars audience in, right. and they're like, well, well, let's just throw a Chewbacca looking well, thing. I mean, on we the already poster. said the ship is not in there, and sure. I guess the Chewbacca character is not in there. Yeah, I wonder if. Well, no, because there's the Galaxy Quest guy on there. Right, right. Hmm. So maybe they they went off character designs that they already had. Totally. I mean, maybe that was one of them in the cantina that stole the pie or something. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and it, that, that green guy I think is good because he wasn't just like an outright, just nothing but evil villain, right? From the beginning, it's like they're talking to him. He's, you know, nefarious and he turns out to be evil. But like a lot of the characters, like a lot of the plot lines in this film, there are shades of gray that mm-hmm. are there. Um, and that's that's really, you know, surprising to see in a movie that is so like boldly just low budget and you know just doesn't mind reusing the exact same explosion effect over and over again doesn't mind borrowing from other films which just is such like a ballsy move i can't even believe it like it's one thing for like an italian movie to do that right it's something like shocking dark to like you know straight up rip something off Mm -hmm. okay uh you know ninja terminator but like for something like this to just be like oh yeah but it's the same ship that we used in our last movie like and think no one's going to care is pretty crazy. Um, and you would expect a movie like that to have just dropped the ball and to ex- exercise that same lack of care in character development and in plot. And that's absolutely not the case. You could tell that there were people that were working on this movie that were like, look, we don't have another model. We just have that ship, but we're still going to make a good movie. You know, and I, I really respect that a lot. That I think that happened a lot back around this time, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as we, you know, say Corman's the budget-conscious guy, but the actual television series Battlestar Galactica will have in the same episode the same explosions and, and <laughs> oh, mirror, sure. mirrored shots. You really? Know? Like, they'll show Starbuck fly this way. Wow. And then they'll just flip it for the next scene. Wow. And, well, V did that, too. Yeah. I mean, it, now that's television budgets that you have right. to do. But I mean, at the sure. time, I think Battlestar Galactica was probably one of the most expensive television oh, shows. Oh, yes. And also, the Battlestar Galactica footage was used in films as well, just like how this right. was. I know Space Mutiny used it, mm-hmm. like, to death. And again, one of those where they just took the... I think they took the the Gal- Galactica? What was the name of the ship? The Galactica. Galactica. Yeah. And I think they just flipped it. Really? They, they turned it backwards. Oh, yeah. I totally... I think you actually showed me that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. may have. Yeah. No, totally. Hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the James Horner score. Um, you know, I don't think this is one of his the best The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, and that's that's the oldest from, joke in the world. From what from what I understand, this is... I think this is like one of his first scores. It is. Yeah. And I, I was looking that up before. So this is early for him. He would do mostly stuff like, you know, he did like Humanoids from the Deep, right? And, you know, he, he did like mostly really, you know, kind of Corman stuff and, and really... Wrath of Khan is like the first big budget movie he got ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, this, I would say, is not, it's not like one of his best. This is no, you know. Well, this, this would have probably immediately followed Wrath of Khan. Sure. Right? 
Yeah. So on the timeline, all right. It could have also been done before. Yeah. Like my, I if I'm going to take a guess, my guess is that because at that point, because then you had him doing, you there was a transition point where he did like you know something wicked this way come crawl, and then he would like slowly start to get more prestige pictures. But my I, my guess is he was probably like part of the factory. He was probably probably a part of the Corman factory. Had written a bunch of music that's not even necessarily attached to the film, right? He probably just wrote a bunch of music. Like here's some space music, and they used it on this particular movie. I and, resent you saying that Krull is not prestige. Um, no, that's the that's the transition. That, the prestige. No, that's his prestige. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the transition there, you know, because it's definitely not. Kroll is not Space Raiders, but it's also not, you know, Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> Kroll halfway between Space Raiders and Titanic, exactly. Um, but you know, I mean, I love James Horner. I absolutely love. He's got some. I mean, you know, his his. Score for the Rocketeer is one of my all-time favorite scores ever, and like I tear up every time I hear it because I love very it fluid. so much. All, yeah. all of all of his notes just Absolutely. blend into yeah. itself, yeah. and it has a lot of emotion yeah. to it. But he really, really like is in the same way that like this film does not afraid to borrow from himself you know there is that one there's that one part that that is like very famous it was used in like every trailer ever for a long time that is from wrath of khan and from aliens and it's the exact same and it's like dun 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 you know and it's yeah. like and it, it's right where it explodes at the end of aliens and it's like dude that's literally the same song. You literally use the exact same song. That is crazy. Yeah. And um, he's not the only composer to do that. No. Oh, you know, sure. I know that Christopher Young has done that, you know, with the Hellraiser soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, that's been used to death yeah, in so yeah. many different things. I'm pretty elements sure a lot, of, a lot of Clint Mansell's notes have been used in trailers that Clint... Mm. He doesn't even do the music for. Oh yeah, yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, they used uh, Requiem for a Dream yeah. constantly. Um, but you know, but I again, not one of Horner's best. But here's the thing: is like mediocre Horner is still better than so many other people working. Yeah, in the even early for 80s. just yeah, even for like his first outing. Yeah, years. Yeah, to make scores, it's still. Uh, great <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah horner uh you know rest in peace is like one of the greats absolutely love horner i and looked up i wanted to buy the score mm-hmm. uh, that's the first thing i did after watching this movie yeah i looked up and i couldn't find it and yeah. now you're a space invader yeah champion. and when i when i googled <laughs> space raiders score everything that popped up was how to improve your score in space invaders <laughs> right you need to put it in quotations right. space raiders um I expect to hear about your improved score in Space Invaders soon. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm pulling out the 2600 anytime soon. Right. Oh, you're going 2600. Yeah. Yeah. Not arcade, huh? No, no, no. Well, I mean, I didn't have an arcade machine at home when I was a kid. Out of 2600. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. You know, the 2600 was where it was at. Yep. Uh, you know. And I had Star Raiders, the video game. Yeah. But not the Space Raiders. I remember the cover of Star Raiders and everything. Mm-hmm. Totally. It came oh, you know, with its own too, unique yeah. control. It did. It looked like a kind of a Intellivision control. Yep. With yep. all the touch tone buttons on it. So we all agree Space Raiders is uh is worth your time. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ending's a little bit eh for me. Sure. It kind of fell flat. Yeah. It did. But, oh, I didn't mind it. 
so much. It ran I mean, out of know, steam just a little bit. I think that you know they, they got were the kid going, home. Sure, they got the kid home, but it, it was a lot Is more exciting in the middle. Was that his home? No, it's the middle of desert with like a bunch of like apparently like you know like yeah. like. <laughs> freaking Castro communists like gorillas everywhere right. like you know but yeah that was his home yeah close en- close enough <laughs> you know I suppose he'll get there somehow um yeah it's got some good robots in it um, oh yeah robots. <laughs> robots. robots robots yeah what okay fine all right I'm not done yet the the beginning had this whole uh it, it wasn't even necessarily exposition mm-hmm it was a, a voice over the loudspeaker of the warehouse talking yeah at the warehouse talking about uh the the next employee social that was coming up mm-hmm. uh something that there was oh there there was a, a a barrel leak or something on level 2 right i mean it was but it was non-stop it was totally. almost it was almost like your uh like high school announcements yeah. Yeah, type yeah, of thing for sure which the was PA. really yeah it was really bizarre but highly entertaining at the yeah. same time because it went from him doing these announcements mm-hmm. and whatever else was going on in the other i mean in non-stop it wasn't like oh and by the way blah 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 i mean it, it it was this whole soliloquy then when the the space raiders came just on a dime it's like oh my gosh we have people in the building we have people, right. everybody to the blah blah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he's commentating as like they are doing their battle totally yeah it was pretty interesting and that was that was very lovely it reminds I, me yeah, of the uh, i like that opening yeah very much. and it was like because you think it's like a recording and it's not it like it reminds me of like the part in brazil where it's like you know he calls and it's like his yeah. message is like you know sorry you know you cannot reach central services right now this has not been a recording <laughs> you know? like, yeah. yeah you know totally That's, but it's like it you know moment. your your Kmart blue light special that turns into like a security alert right yeah it's like you're at the at the shopping center you know yeah. fries or something I what's don't the know. name of the boy again do we know Peter what else has he been in Peter he was uh, in over the top. He, he was the again, yep. That's exactly what the I remember. Voice of Dan Witwicky <laughs> yeah. in Transformers. Nah, I, the series. About that. Yeah. yeah, you know, but yeah, no, yeah, it was over the top. Yep. Which his performance in Over the Top, even though I love Over the Top for various reasons that I won't go into, <laughs> that his performance in Over the Top was over the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it was in this, it's more tempered. Totally. It seemed a lot more natural, and it mm. fit within the environment. I mean, because you could he could have been the kid that's just like, oh my gosh, this totally. is like I'm on a ship yeah. because he he did they they did ask him, is this the first time that you've ever been off planet? And he's like, yeah, I've never seen a tree, I've never been in a spaceship or anything. Even though he picked up a lot of the he was young and innocent. Stuff. This was several years before Over the Top, so you know, it was before Hollywood like chewed him up and spit him out, right. and he was like, and he wasn't at the academy. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like. A little, I mean, a younger version of Luke Skywalker, basically. Sure. I mean, he was stuck on his desert planet, too. Yeah, and it's Very. definitely the, the power fantasy mm-hmm. thing. You can absolutely see that they were going for that. It's a, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll have a little boy who's actually, like, out there, like, destroying bad guys. Totally. So, what I w- want to ask you guys is what happens to Peter following this movie? Like, where does he go? I think he joins up with those rebels who are running around the jungle. That were shooting at him, that sure. all looked like unit from Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll uh, you know they'll embrace him into into their ranks. Yeah, but he's not on the jungle planet. Oh, I thought that was Earth. 
Isn't that Earth? Wasn't the jungle? Wasn't that on Earth again? Yeah, but that's not no. where he ended up. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't know. No, it he, end, he ended sense. up back home. What do you think is going to happen? I don't to know. Peter? See, the, I what I think, and this is probably me thinking of this as an adult as opposed to uh-huh. the the child audience. That this is probably really intended for. Uh, that that kid went through a lot the last couple of days. <laughs> I mean, he he got separated from his father. Right. Got inducted into the pirate life, saved the life of a few people, caused countless murders, countless damage, brought an ecological life to a different planet that it's not native to. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, which we didn't even discuss. Just destroyed the ecosystem uh, of an entire planet. And now he's just left on to his own devices. Yeah. And he doesn't even know the chaos that he caused, really. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I kind of want to follow his adventure, yeah. but I can't imagine he just goes back home. Yeah, no. And lives a normal life now. Well, he does. He's even if he doesn't different. have the PTSD for all the oh, yeah. murder that he did, because oh, yeah. he's a little... So removed. here is the odd coincidence, and I don't know if this was subconscious, unconscious in the back of my brain. I am that little boy. I I was, I I, <laughs> I was I was kind of cleaning up the living room and doing dishes or whatever, and I put on Rick and Morty uh-huh. just completely yeah, yeah. randomly. The first episode that I started watching was the one with fart. Uh-huh. <laughs> What? Is that the one we were watching when we came in? No, you okay. were watching the one with the Jerry's. <laughs> okay. This this is the one with Oh no, no, that was the one with I the I thought it was cuz they mentioned fart. Moon. I don't know. Man. I just I only watched like part of it, but So it's Jermaine Jermaine the, Clement is okay. this this cloud oh, okay. entity. Anyways, I'm oh, just going to explain yeah. instead of I don't know which ones you walked in on because yeah. I, it was just kind of playing right, in the right, background. Right, right. Um but the one that I that I watched initially was this the the one with the entity of fart. Um and <laughs> Well, he he. Well, anyways, I won't go into the details of why he's called fart. The um, the I won't thing go was into the details of why he's called fart. <laughs> it's probably an acronym for something. No, it's entirely unfart. I don't want to go into it. It's so simple. There's nothing. <laughs> why he's okay? Called fart. So is Rick Rick says this guy is looks like a fart. Right. And the entity says, "I like that name. I am fart." <laughs> there, boom. That's it. Totally. Done. Love His it. His name is fart. Good thing you didn't go into that so <laughs> he was supposed to be so what happened is okay god damn it i can't believe i'm going to this whole goddamn thing and this will probably all be cut anyway welcome to the ricky so, or brick and morty cast so uh, morty finds out that rick is selling weapons to bounty hunters and morty doesn't like it because rick gets this money for a gun that he sells to uh somebody somebody mike Michael, and so to, and then he gets the money, and they go to uh, cl- click and clacks or whatever it's called. It's it's you know just like this um, uh, place that you go and play video games and whatever. Uh, and so okay. Morty has a real big problem with this, and so he wants to go and he he wants to correct this, and he wants to stop Michael. He wants to like reverse all this. So by his actions of taking the ship and rick's like well fuck you i don't want to do this so so morty leaves with the ship he hones in on where michael is with whatever you know technology he crash landed on top of the bounty hunter Uh and kills him just as before he's about to shoot fart 
for whatever reason, whatever the bounty was, whatever how you know important or uh, dangerous Fart was. So they save Fart. Rick is like, God damn it! Now I'm having to save Morty, but now we have to take this Fart thing and whatever. So they, you know, they they fly off. Well, it, as they are saving Fart, <laughs> they <laughs> they are killing Morty. Is killing like thousands of people right and rick sits there and he goes morty are you happy now because in this whole effort to stop this bounty hunter for killing fart for whatever reason that we don't know about Mm. in that one shot before he was going to kill fart it would have been over we we didn't have to know anything right on our efforts to save this fart you just killed a thousand yeah who knows how many people totally Innocent or otherwise. It was just murder everywhere. Well, I thought about that. Like, I was like, if that kid didn't stow away on their ship, then they'd probably all be alive. Well, or they would go after the space pirates, but not hesitate to just blow them out of the sky. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But all that space pirate group of -hmm. what, like six people, five, six people, five that we know, six when the movie started. Uh, seemed like a pretty tight knit group. Yeah, they probably had many travels together totally. before this one. Yeah, when one little boy, I would be decimated like, their yeah, entire that life. little boy is bad luck, you know. And you know, one one space pirate left. He's uh, it'd be like in you know if this was, if this was uh, you know master and commander, they'd call him a Jonah, and then they'd like drum him off the ship, mm. you know, so. Walk the space plank. Exactly. Walk the space plank. That's it. We're done? Space Raiders. Space Raiders. Space Raiders. It's a... Was it Goddamn Asteroid? That Goddamn Rock? (laughs) Goddamn Rocks. Goddamn Rocks. Goddamn Rocks. In in the future, we only drink Killians. That's right. Cult following, not CO. (laughs) (laughs) Like and subscribe. Bye.